Welcome to another episode of Two Brothers Review the Podcast. I'm Reed Turley. And I'm Ty Turley. And this is like our this is like our Oscar edition. We're not going to talk about the Oscars. We're going to talk about someone about someone who will never win an Oscar. But it's still, it just happened and it's in our it's close to our hearts. It really kills me when you put a date specific reference in our recording because then they know how long it takes for us to edit and put this out. Well they I mean, yes, but then a year later it doesn't matter again. It does not matter. That's fair. Um Today we're going to be talking about Operation Fortune. Is that the full title? Is there a... Ruse de Guerre, baby. Ruse de Guerre. Okay. Uh, Before we get to that one, Ty, do you have a favorite Guy Ritchie movie? Yeah. And why is it King Uh, Arthur? No, you wish. It's... uh, I'm going outside the box here on this one. Are you going with a Sherlock? It's It's Guy Ritchie's The Covenant. What is Guy Ritchie's The Covenant? It hasn't come out yet, and I haven't seen it, but it looks... Awesome. <laughs> the promise of an unknown is better than anything we've gotten from him so far is what you're saying. I mean, basically, am I wrong? No, he's good. I like him. I, I, he does. He's dumb. I, or not dumb. I'm sure he's a brilliant man. Yeah, he's very stylized. The films are like, yeah. Uh, I like the Sherlock movies. They're fine. But the one I'm picking is The Man from Uncle. I thought that was a good one. Okay. Yeah. Never seen it. Don't remember it. I I know. I saw it. I know. I, it's got Superman in it. I get it. Well, I know you're a huge Army Hammer fan, so I. <laughs> that, <laughs> yeah, the, that's the poster right. of him on your wall is a little weird now. <laughs> on my left calf, <laughs> tattooed. But is his mouth open? <laughs> Gross. Because he's a cannibal. Allegedly. I get it. Yep. <laughs> I get it. I like the gentleman. Wasn't that guy Richie? It was. And he made was, Wrath of Man last year that I actually thought was pretty good too. Yeah. It, they're they're like always kind of funny. They're entertaining. Yeah. He makes a he's a consistent quality, I think. Except for King Arthur. Have that you, was bad. <laughs> okay. No one's seen King Arthur. That's like that's like twenty five years old or no, something. No, it's the one from like four years ago. Oh, then I really haven't even heard of it. <laughs> Jamie Foxx is in there. There was one. Nope, I have never heard of <laughs> All this. Right, you have to watch that movie. Okay. Have you seen the trailer for The Covenant? No, I'm going to look it up after this podcast, though. Jake Gyllenhaal, baby, uh, on a vengeance mission in Afghanistan. Okay, well, I like all that. Yeah, it looks awesome. <laughs> uh, all right. Did you think this movie had some similar, like kind of a lot of similarities to the uh, unbearable weight of massive talent, where it's like they get a movie star to infiltrate a crime organization it just felt very weird to me to have a lot of kind of crossover story elements yeah it did it seems similar but like kind of more blunt dialogue <laughs> would be the difference yeah yeah i know it's, it's, i mean i i yeah i think that filmmakers like to make the these films that that make fun of but also in a sort of a, a, a way aggrandize what they do you know yeah. Like they they can save the world. Like I don't know, to have that scene at the very end of of um Operation Fortune where the arms dealer has now become the producer, director, whatever, probably producer more. We'd hope. Jeez. <laughs> well no, I, I, I think um, I think it's very meta where Guy Ritchie is directing that final scene because like Josh Hartnett's character is like, Guy, can we can we take a look at this? Like I think Oh, I missed I that. Think, I missed that meta yeah. reference. I think like a, a director, writer, 
like Guy Ritchie it would just they just love making that stuff. Like it's so funny to them. I would imagine. And then like yeah, actors get to like oh, acting actors are so dumb and like we get to make we get to make yeah. fun of them and you're an actor act. <laughs> he's like I, I did like Josh Hartnell. He's like this is the best role of, of like ever myself. <laughs> yes, that's like a hilarious little mini scene when he's walking off. And then I I liked Hugh Grant as the villain. I thought he was pretty over the top and ridiculous. And when he's like, I'm so orange <laughs> one time to his makeup artist. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I thought he, I mean, there's a nice, it has a very, what would I say? This is a guy, Richie twist. Like he's actually like cool. Yeah. He doesn't go to prison. He's yeah. I mean, it's, it's a little bit of a twist where the villain Maybe it's like reality. I don't really know. I do feel like probably a lot of times the our governments don't shut down arms dealers. They use them. Well, I think this. I was a little confused about this movie. Like, why was that other subcontractor like always one step away from them? And like, why did those two biotech billionaires hire the other subcontractor to steal the tech that they were already going to get from? Hugh Grant's character, like some of the motivation was a little <laughs> hard to discern for me. Or like, I guess why they needed this antagonist group to compete against. Yeah. I, yeah. It felt very much like it was uh, a, a manufacturing of the screenwriter. They need a, they need drama. They need tension. So they have this other group and yeah, and he wants that reversal. He thinks that, I think probably filmmakers, screenwriters think it's clever to have this thing where it's like, oh, you thought it was one thing, but it's actually another. Yeah. But but yeah, like unless he's giving them a discount rate or something, it does seem like. But even then, you'd have to get a big discount to, to I think, to take on the risk of crossing a known established arms dealer. Yeah, to pull that double cross is crazy. Yeah. But uh Maybe, okay, I don't know if I should defend it, because I think you're right, but maybe the new guy, um, what's his name? Mike? The other the, the Hook, other Hook. contractor? Yeah, the other contractor. I think his last name was Hook. Anyway, he maybe he like offered him a really low rate, because he knew that he was going to double-cross them, and eventually steal their all of their money. Take it all over. Like he, like he does at the very, right before he gets killed. Yeah, okay, that's fair. I, I don't know. But then they also set up this thing where, like, the other contracting group stole their communications guy, so they had to hire Aubrey Plaza. That never pays off. It never off, pays right? off. It should have been We something. never see the communication. Like, at one point, they're like, who would be good enough to do this? And Jason Statham's like, our communication guy they stole would be good enough to do this. Yeah, John. But you never see him again. We do see him. Uh, do you see him? Is, is he the guy that's He's- doing the money at the end? Yeah, he's the guy who's like, I have all their bank accounts now. We don't need them. Okay. But I, I, I just wish you would have seen... No, but no payoff. You would have seen Jason Statham yeah. be like, hey, man, what happened? Like, or come back, or... I don't know. And it's just a coincidence that they switch that they switch team members in the exact same role at this moment. Like, it should have been something where Audrey Plaza... Was a plant or something? Well, either that, or she figured out that Mike... Yeah had gone to the dark side and she didn't want that. She was a patriot and, or something where like, it should have been intentional not just a random, like what a stupid random thing that 
right before they have this showdown, <laughs> they switch um, people. Yeah. I, yeah. I think they could have written that, set that up a little better. And then when Aubrey Plaza, like when they're running missions, I didn't understand why they did this weird, like ASMR thing with Aubrey Plaza's voice into the mic. And like just a close up of her into ASMR. Yeah. But that was weird in this movie. I thought, Oh yeah. It's a super stylized choice. Huh? Weird. <laughs> Well, for sure, it was super weird. I mean, Aubrey Plaza's having a moment, so I don't know. Did you? Okay, I don't know if this movie but, will help. But her. if you were, <laughs> well, is, is it doing badly? I don't know. Sorry, I cut you off. Did you think she was good at this role? I don't. It did for me. I love Audrey Plaza, and I like her at watching her almost in anything. But like, I don't think she's quite the vibe of this. She's her energy is so. I mean, maybe you would say, yeah, that's right. I'm trying to make this kind of movie this genre film with some different weird energy, but her energy, I don't think matches the genre. No, I, I agree. Like her, like sort of, I don't care about anything. Nothing matters. Kind of attitude from parks and rec doesn't fit with this character, but she was bringing like a really weird energy, especially with Jason Statham's character where it's like, is there a romantic interest? Is there not? I don't think there should be. It's It's like, it doesn't fit. There wasn't right. I don't know. Was there? No, I don't. Well, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, it's just a weird choice. Um, I think, well, yeah, he, Jason Statham's character was not, I mean, I get it. I get why he's a movie star. I get why you'd put him in this film. I don't think he got to be very funny. His, his jokes were all, you're an idiot. You're an idiot. That's just it over and over again. Like, if I was him and I was reading it, I'd be like, could I have some real jokes? And it- and because there are like you spend so much time with Hugh Grant, with Aubrey Plaza, with Josh Hartnett, like he, I don't know if he was even really, he's the lead, but he didn't have a lot to do in this movie either. I don't think. And he just sort of dominates all of his fights. So is it, is it interesting? Like, Oh, you want to see the fight where Jason Stratham bleeds <laughs> where we know he's human. I mean, maybe he wants to just play that super suave spy that never lose. I don't know. Well, that's the thing. I mean, don't you think this is set up to be a franchise? Like they're going to make another one? I think they easily could. Yeah. Yeah. It felt like a setup for that. And then, but it's never going to be as good as Mission Impossible or something like that because, because you, you don't, he's not a character. He's like a, he's like a, a, a cartoon. He's like, I don't know. It's just not real at all. Nowhere, nowhere in my mind did I ever even compare this to Mission Impossible. It's so Wait, far below. Like, Mission Impossible is so much better than this movie. <laughs> well, yeah, but that, that it felt to me like a... a attempt at like a spy. An attempt. Okay. Yeah, an attempt, an attempt to make a... He's got his same team of operators. Aubrey Plaza's Simon Pegg. Yeah, yeah, I don't... Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. How annoying, was, how annoying was his, like, operator dude? Oh, my gosh. I, find, I found him so annoying. Carrie L... I mean... The, they were just talking about expensive wine. Like, I don't know why that was funny. So much focus on the wine. And how much money they made. And like, I don't know, him just wanting to be rich. It was, it was odd. These, yeah. They're, I mean, they're shallow, sort of dumb people. Which makes me think, maybe Guy Ritchie's sort of shallow. <laughs> I don't know. Like, this is the funniest person you can imagine? Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, all right, Ty, what are you going to rate Operation Fortune, Ruse de Guerre? Well, I do like a good genre thriller. 
I'm going to give it a three. Okay. I am also going to give it a three. I think that's kind of middle of the road for me. Okay. It's not. Yeah. Three's like you're low, but okay, sure. Ty, that's not true. <laughs> it's just true. It's totally true. Every movie's a three at least. <laughs> well, it's because we only review good movies. We skip the bad ones. Fair enough. Marlo's a one. Marlo, zero, if I could. Uh, that bad. Okay. Which is not the recommendation from this week's episode. So <laughs> well, okay. Just, hopefully uh, everyone listened to Creed 3 first. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought of the first movie I could think of where you would give it a one. Yeah. All right, Ty, let's hear what have you been watching, reading, or listening to lately? Well, I'll tell you what. I've been I've been watching. I want to I want to give a shout out to what I think was and we talked about this and I don't think you agree but what I think is the funniest SNL episode in like the last 5 years which was Pedro Pascal's <laughs> yeah. uh, SNL I love that episode so much there was like three probably three sketches that I think made me cry laughing so hard okay I I thought it was funny I don't know it was just fine it was fine, it was according fine. to you did you watch this most recent one do you watch Jenna Ortega? I watched it. Yeah. It wasn't funny at all. <laughs> I don't think I don't think I ever laughed out loud. No crying for you of, of tears. Tears no of laughter. Tears. No tears of laughter. I don't have anything about I mean, I don't have anything against Jenna Ortega, although I don't watch Wednesday. But Or uh, Scream, apparently. Or Scream. <laughs> I haven't watched But uh yeah. I just have a thing for good comedy. That's it. Okay. I'm going to recommend a a new, well, new to me, Ringer podcast, Plain English. Uh, It's this guy, I don't even know his name. He just talks about kind of stuff. (laughs) Recently he talked about, or the last episode I listened to, he talked about like this survey, longitudinal survey that follows Harvard graduates and lower class people from Boston that started in in the 1930s and it's been going for 80 years. And measuring happiness and the he had the two director the current directors of this of the study on and they had kind of the coined, two the two original directors he had them on the, no they're the, these are the fourth directors of this of the study that's been going it's kind of crazy and there they identified kind of the biggest correlation for happiness is this like social function and it just i don't know made me think about where are my social connections, friendships, family relationships, and how people that have a good social structure around them have happier outcomes and are healthier even. And I don't just know how important that is to make connections. And I'm happy I have you in my lifetime. Oh, I'm keeping you alive longer. Yeah. That's nice. Good. Oh, I like that. (laughs) Yeah. Can't make fun of me now, can you? I I just said something so nice to you. I love that. It's like it's almost like you're uh, getting an Oscar and you're thanking me. Oh, almost. You'd be in my speech for sure. You too. Yeah. It all started here. Well, thanks for joining us, listeners. You would also be in our thank you speeches. Yeah, we can't do it without you. All right. Bye. It's true. Bye. Bye.